Hello and welcome to this week's episode from the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I am trying to grow my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. Now this week I want to talk to you a little about how I grow raspberries. Raspberries are probably one of the most recognised and well-known fruits and they are absolutely delicious and in my opinion a must for any grow Urano. That's coming up a little bit later on but first let's find out what I've been up to with the diary. Today is Saturday the 19th of November 2022 and you find me down on the allotment today. Now during the week what I like to do is just sit down while I'm on my lunch break and write a to-do list of things that I want to tackle on the allotment this coming weekend. Now naturally this is always weather dependent so I'm also checking the weather to see what I can actually do. But this week's to-do list mainly evolved around weeding, streaming and tidying, which is a little bit boring, I know. And I sort of thought to myself, it doesn't feel like there's much going to be actually accomplished on the allotment because that's all is on the to-do list. But I came down to the allotment this morning and sure enough, yes, I started just streaming the grass down, which is a constant battle at the moment. The grass is just growing very, very quickly due to it being so wet. However, once the grass was cut down, I started doing a bit of weeding as well. And I just sort of realised that actually the allotment is really starting to look very tidy and neat now. Now, part of the reason that I say this is that this is something that I try and do to be organised. But also, over the winter, I had many projects planned, which I have now tackled, i.e. building beds, which means that this allotment now, I'm concentrating on just tidying and making my life a little bit easier in the growing season. Anyway, with the tidying and the weeding and the strimming done, I started to think, well, what else can I do? I went over to my garlic and my onion beds and I gave those a good feed. The garlic with the garlic fertiliser that I got from the garlic farm and the onions with just some bone meal feed. This will hopefully produce some good onions and garlic. My garlic and onions are actually growing really nicely and all showing some good signs of some really nice good growth which I'm really pleased about but much like the grass as I mentioned earlier is growing like mad the garlic and onions are also going to be growing like mad the conditions are just right for it plenty of moisture lots of rain we've had but also when the sun comes out it's nice and warm so yeah I'm very very happy with what's going on on the garlic and onions now I also scratched my head and thought what else can I do and I realized that my Jerusalem artichokes have all died down which is a good sign that they are ready to harvest so I got my fork out and I dug over the Jerusalem artichoke bed harvesting as many Jerusalem artichokes as I possibly could we actually got a really decent amount of Jerusalem artichokes 3.5 kilos to be exact very 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 happy with these Jerusalem artichokes and I'm going to take them home and turn them into soups and gratin to go in the freezer The trouble with Jerusalem artichokes is that, first of all, they have a nickname fartichokes for a reason. When you eat them, it can lead to farting, which is quite amusing for children, of course, but uh, not very adult appropriate. They are quite tasty, but I'm thinking we really need to get rid of Jerusalem artichokes. I just find the bed that they live in to be very difficult to keep weed free and tidy. They're a very scruffy looking plant when they grow and... 
they're very invasive. So although I put them in a bed that was semi-contained, they've started to grow outside that bed and produce an area that's very difficult to keep tidy. So I'm thinking they should probably go. Getting rid of Jerusalem artichokes is going to be very difficult. Because they are so invasive, they pot out tubers, which much like potatoes, have volunteer tubers, which can pop up come the spring. But what I'm thinking is I'll constantly dig it over throughout the winter, removing any tubers that I see. And then if any volunteers do pop up, I just remove the plants as soon as I see them. Whether it will make a difference or not, I don't know. But what this made me realise is that now I've tidied up the Jerusalem artichoke bed, the sides of the allotment now I can concentrate on. We've got some trees that we want to get rid of. The elder tree is one and possibly even the hawthorn tree as well. Don't think we really need it. And we can clear up that side of the allotment, just make it look a little bit tidier and start using that for growing more productive edible plants for us. So yes, although it started out as a very simple day, it's led to more being accomplished than what I realised would be done. It's time to head home now. I'm a bit hungry, but something I do grow on the allotment is raspberries. And because it's that time when raspberries can be planted, I thought I'd talk to you a little bit about what I do to grow decent raspberries. One fruit that I think most of us should grow is the raspberries. Those delicious tasting fruits that are pretty easy to grow and they can also be very productive. If you don't have any raspberry plants already, it is a good time of year to plant some of these plants. The reason I say that it's a good time of year is because at this time of year, bare-fruited canes can be bought from online suppliers for a very reasonable price. Now these are very low priced because what they are are dormant plants that have been ripped out of the ground. They have very few roots and no soil around the base, but they do need planting pretty much straight away. Now when I usually get a delivery of bare rooted plants, what I like to do is open them up straight away and then get those roots soaking in a bucket of water for 24 hours just before planting them out and that way the roots just start to spring back into life and soak up some of that water. Now of course you might buy raspberry canes in pots which to be fair I've brought quite a few over the last few months and these are the discounted plants just because I can't bear to see them go to waste. Now they may still be available in garden centres in pots but they are going to be looking past their best because they're going into that dormant period. Nothing to really worry about. They just don't look appealing, but they will spring back providing they are looked after over the winter period. Now, there are plenty of choice of varieties of raspberry plants available, and I just like to break it down into two categories. We've got summer varieties or autumn varieties, and I think it's always best to have both types growing. That way I can have raspberries across a longer period, providing us with raspberries for more months than if we just had one of each. Now as for what varieties to choose, I personally am very fond of Glen Ample, which is a summer variety, and in Autumn Bliss and All Gold, which is an autumn variety. Now the All Gold is actually a yellow autumn variety, it produces yellow fruits and I just like those because they're a little bit different. Anyway now we've selected our raspberries, we've ordered and brought them and we've got them in our hands. 
Whilst we can only plant bare-rooted plants at this time of year, I do find that planting pot-grown at this time of year also enables them to establish much better. The soil is usually more moist, which means we have to do less watering. And the plant as well puts its energies into its roots. Whereas in the spring, the plant tends to try and put energy into creating leaf as well, which draws it away from the roots and a plant needs strong roots. So I do find that it is best to plant them in the ground at this time of year. Of course, it, it, it is true that pot grown plants can actually be planted right throughout the year. They just need a little bit more work when it comes to establishing them. Now, I try and make sure that the area where raspberries are to grow has been cleared of any weeds and plenty of organic matter added, be it compost or manure. Ideally, we would prepare this well in advance, but in practice, that's not always so easy. I've got to admit, I've got an area where I did grow raspberries, but it's been very, very difficult to keep the weeds down. It's a very, very weedy area. This is just down on my allotment behind Grandad's greenhouse. So what I am doing currently is I'm actually spending this next year making sure I clear out all the weeds and mulching it, laying cardboard down so that come next year, that is going to be ready for growing. I'm also going to be adding plenty of organic matter over this year. What I've done at the moment is just place some cardboard down to smother out any weeds. I will occasionally lift up that cardboard, place down some compost and cover it back over with cardboard again and keep doing that right throughout this next year. Now, this is preparing in advance. I can do that here on my allotment. It does mean that that area isn't growing to be as productive as I would like. I might put some pots of fruits growing in there instead, but I'm lucky I'm able to do that. That may not necessarily be the case in most people, but just try and clear out and prepare as much in advance as you can. Now, raspberries do like soil that is well-drained, but moisture retentive. That's why it needs a lot of organic matter in the form of compost or manure. I either dug in or just laid on top. I'll be laying it on top. They do best in sunny spots, but they can actually tolerate shade and do actually produce fairly well in shade. They do much better in the sun, but shade they can tolerate. Then it comes to supports. Now, summer raspberries, they do need a bit of support usually in the form of horizontal wires if there's enough space that is bamboo canes can do the job instead in small spaces but my plan on my area what i'm going to be installing is two wooden t-posts at either end of this summer raspberry bed and then have a garden wire going between the two autumn raspberries generally don't need any support. They are self-supporting. So autumn raspberries are probably easier to grow in many ways. Planting our plants is just as simple as digging a hole, sprinkling in. When we actually plant our plants, it's as simple as just digging a hole, sprinkling in some mycorrhizal fungi, some bone meal and some slow release fertilizer into the hole, drop in the plant and then backfill with some of the soil and firm it down by standing around the base just to make sure it is really in good contact. Now I usually allow about 60 centimetres between each plant but that does depend on the variety so please do check your variety when you 
and when you buy them. But what I also try and do is to stagger my planting so I can squeeze a few more plants in that space. And what I mean by stagger is I would have one at the front of the bed and one at the back. And then I repeat that. This just means I can just squeeze in a few more plants into a smaller area. It may not be what most uh, people would do in commercial raspberry growers. They tend to have it all in one line. Now, once they are planted, it's just a case of waiting over the rest of the autumn and winter. The plants really won't be doing very much that we can see, but underground, they will be establishing themselves. They will be growing roots. So apart from a bit of watering, if it's a dry spell, we just leave them to their own devices, maybe a bit of weeding if needed as well. If it is dry, then add a bit of water, but we don't want to overwater. Raspberries do hate being waterlogged. Come spring, we should start to see some leaves appear, and then we know that we have succeeded in getting our plants to establish. Fantastic. When I see the leaves, it's time for me to do two things. The first thing is to tie in some of the canes from the summer raspberries into those wire supports. New canes will actually start to appear on these plants and they will be very green, young and quite flexible. I don't tie those in, I just tie in the older canes. The second thing I do is that I feed the plants with a high potassium fertilizer. This is just to help it produce flowers and fruits. Now, like most fruits, we don't have to do much. Just sit back and enjoy our plants. Keep watered when we get dry spells. I recommend use of a mulch such as grass clippings or straw around the base just to stop the soil from drying out and to suppress any weeds. Summer raspberries will, of course, produce fruits in the summer, as the name suggests. And that, of course, means autumn raspberries are going to produce in the autumn. Fruits are usually ready when the fruits simply pull off the plugs and you can you really find them pull off really easy when they are ready well that is how to get our raspberry plants started and our first harvests coming in they do need a bit of ongoing care which i'll come back to a little bit later on but first let's find out what i've been doing in my garden Today is Sunday the 20th of November 2022 and I'm in my shed in the garden at the moment because it's raining outside and I've just jumped in here to record this little piece. Now I'm quite glad for the rain at the moment. I know we've had a lot of flooding in our local area because the rain has been pretty bad lately but I'm quite glad of it because it is filling my water butts up very very nicely. Now I have quite a collection of water butts, to say the least. I'm a big fan that we should have as many water butts as we can possibly fit in order to try and catch as much rainwater as possible in order that we have enough water to last through the summer months. And with how dry it was this year, I was very lucky that I didn't have to use any of our mains water to irrigate my garden. I relied solely on the water I'd collected over the winter. Now the downside of this is that it does require a lot of water butts and in some cases I don't necessarily have the water butts connected to any downpipes. And today what I've been doing, the water butts that have not been connected to downpipes, 
I have decided what I'm going to do is have one water butt for each bed and set up some sort of irrigation system later on throughout the winter. But the main challenge today was to get some of my extra water butts next to some of the beds, which I did. I placed a few paving slabs down on the bottom to make sure the weight of the water doesn't cause the water butt stand to sink into the ground. Now, once that was done and not all nice and secure, the water butt and stand went into place and then I got my water butt pump out and I pumped water from some of my other water butts into these water butts to fill them up. This is something I try and do. It's not an ideal solution, of course. The best thing to do would, of course, have them all connected to downpipes. That way I don't have to worry about pumping water all over the place. In practice, it's just not practical to do that. So this option I have of pumping water where I have to works best. Now this just means that it, one it frees up more space inside my water butts which will mean that as we get more rain it will continue to fill up and then I can also pump more water into other water butts as and when needed and then it just means that we maximize the amount of water that we are able to store. Like I say this is an important piece I feel of growing our own food because it just means that we get a good amount of our own water and it means we are that little bit more self-sufficient which I also think is quite important. While the water was pumping into the water butts, I got on and done a bit of weeding. After I did the weeding, I went out the front and I've been saying about digging out some of the privet bushes that I have out there. And this is quite a difficult task because the, the privet bushes are in really compacted ground that is very, very hard. Well, it has been a little bit easier today. The ground is quite wet, which does make the digging a little bit easier, but I still can't dig them out with a spade. Instead, what I've been doing is using a pickaxe to really hammer into the ground and really prise out these uh, root systems from these privet bushes. And it's paid off. I've got about four of these privet trees out today and I'm very very happy with that because that just means that the front garden now is opening up and uh, enabling me to move on over this growing season to do more food out there. So yeah a bit of a productive day have been hampered a bit by the rain of course but uh, that's unfortunately the, the life that we lead isn't it. Now with all that done I'm going to head on into the podding shed and I'm going to continue my talk about growing raspberries. <coughs> Now back to our raspberries, which by now are well established and we've got a decent harvest onto them. We've just now got to go on to ongoing care. Raspberries are pretty easy to look after, to be fair, but it also means we want to get the most out of our plants. Now, the first major thing I would start with is, of course, watering the plants to keep the ground moist. We don't want the ground waterlogged. It's very important that we just keep the ground moist when we go through dry spells again as i said earlier free draining soil good mulches will help with this now i do recommend the occasional feed during a growing season a good general purpose feed once a month is enough just scatter about a handful for each plant keep the ground weed free of course easier said than done i know but if we can try and keep as many of the weeds out it will help and a good mulch will also help looking after 
our plants too. I like to add a layer of compost in the autumn and in the spring around the base of our plants just so it gets some nutrients into the ground that helps the plants. But from the spring onwards I also like to mulch the base with some grass clippings. This helps just to reduce the amount of weeds that are are able to grow through, but also reduce the amount of water loss to evaporation. I'm a big fan of mulching and grass clippings for me are a great resource because I'm mowing the lawn anyway. I've got the grass available. I've got to dispose of it in some way or another. I might as well use it to my advantage. Now, often we do find that some raspberries will send out suckers. They're basically young raspberry plants and they'll be growing all along the roots of the parent plants. Now, if we leave these suckers to grow, they can make a raspberry patch very congested, messy and affect the amount of raspberries that we actually get. So I like to dig up these little suckers. But instead of throwing them away, what I will try and do is just pot them into a pot of multi-purpose compost and hope that they will then grow. And then I can use these plants to either expand my raspberry plant collection or to give away to other gardeners so that they can use it. Now late autumn and winter is also a very good time to prune our raspberries and something they'll be doing at the moment. Summer and autumn raspberries have different requirements when it comes to pruning. You may remember earlier that I said on my summer raspberries I tie in the canes that were produced last year the older canes if you like now the reason i tie those in is so that i know that they are the ones that need cutting back and i simply just cut them back to about 15 centimeters from the base and then get rid of the tops now the canes that are this year's growth they're usually green whereas the older ones are usually brown it's quite clear what is old and what is new the green ones we just leave those because they're going to be producing fruit next year the brown canes that we've already removed are the canes that produced fruit this year. So basically summer fruiting raspberries produce on two-year-old canes. Autumn raspberries are a lot easier to prune. Because they produce fruit on the first year canes, i.e. The, the canes that have grown this year, all we've got to do is simply cut every single cane down to about 15 centimetres from the ground. Very, very easy to do. Usually done in about February, but I like to do it when I get the chance. Very, very easy. Just simply cut every single cane down. That's it. That's it. However, what I would say is it is also possible to get two crops from your autumn raspberry canes. And what I like to do is just leave one or two canes on each autumn plant to not be pruned back. I prune all the others back, but just leave one or two canes. And what will happen is that those older canes will actually produce a much earlier crop, possibly June time. And then the newer canes will produce the autumn crop. Now, the older canes will actually produce an autumn crop as well, but they will be significantly less than if we hadn't pruned them down. That's why we don't leave them all to grow. Now, pruning is quite important because, as I said, it does help produce more fruits. That is why we, we do a lot of our pruning. And it also helps the plant live a bit longer. So pruning is actually a very, very important part of being a productive fruit and veg garden. Now next I want to talk about a couple of problems that we get. One of our problems comes from birds stealing some of our fruit. This is a common thing with raspberries. They're red, they see them, they want to eat them. Personally 
I don't mind them eating a few of our fruits because I don't find that they eat all of them. They leave plenty for us. But if it is a problem for you, then I do recommend bird scarers or netting over it to protect them. Uh, as I say, it's not a problem for us. What I like to think is that they get a few fruits, but they also eat a few slugs and snails at the same time. However, our biggest problems comes from raspberry beetles. What we find is that the raspberry beetles, it causes our raspberries to go dry and horrible. But what we found is that we may pick a load of raspberries and they look absolutely fine. But what we don't realise is they got little raspberry beetle eggs. So we put them in the fridge and then the next day we pull out our raspberries to eat them and we see tiny little maggots or crawling and wriggling through our raspberries and we can't eat them after that we give them to the chickens now autumn raspberries are usually not affected but we still suffer from this so what the recommended thing is to do is just to keep the base as weed free as possible hopefully that will encourage birds to come and eat some of these beetles this is what i'm going to be trying next year but I'm also going to be trying out some pheromone traps. Now, these pheromone traps are an organic way to reduce the numbers and catch some of these beetles. I've not used them before, so I'll share with you next year just how well they work. Well, that is how to grow raspberries. Let me know how you get on with your own raspberries and if you do anything different to what I do. Let's get back to the gardening. It is Monday the 21st of November 2022 today. Now I've not actually done any gardening today. I've been at work, come back and it's dark and it's very very annoying. But what I have done is made Jerusalem artichoke soup. Now I harvested these Jerusalem artichokes the other day from the allotment and I, I've got to admit we're a little bit unsure what we're going to do with our Jerusalem artichokes at the moment, whether we keep them or not. I think we're probably going to stop growing them. But they do make a delicious soup. So what I've done is I've sweated down a onion and then I've added a kilogram of peeled and chopped Jerusalem artichokes and some chicken stock. And then I've just let them simmer for about 30 minutes and then I've blended it all together, added a bit of double cream and served. It is actually a very delicious tasting artichoke soup and we make plenty of it. Well, that is it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope it's been of some interest to you. And if you are growing raspberries, I hope it has given you a few ideas on how to grow raspberries. Now, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please do leave us a review on your podcast service. It goes a long way to, to helping build and grow our podcast. If you want to support this podcast, then I would really appreciate that. Head to the vegrowpodcast.co.uk and click on become a supporting member. The supporting member is a club that I've set up where you get a couple of extra podcasts each week from behind the scenes, letting you know what's going on here at the VegGrow Podcast, as well as a, a few other features. But I also each month send out a collection of seeds that can be sown in that very month. It's a great little club, even if I do say so myself. And for that, I charge £5 a month. So I do hope you would consider becoming a member. 
Now, if you want to get in touch, my email address is richard at uk. Or if you head to thevegrowerpodcast.co.uk, you can also leave a comment on the bottom of a blog post or leave us a voicemail. And of course, you can find me on social media. Just search for The Veg Grower Podcast. We will be back again next time. So until then, please take care. Oh,